0: for another fantastic, wonderful, goddamn, maybe even delicious episode of Dama Nerds. I am stoked and really happy to be here, everyone. Episode 3-3, three, three, I am one of your hosts. My name is MJ, and I'm always accompanied by my buddy over in Canada, Rod Dama. Hey, what's up, Rod? What's How up, nerds? Doing? Episode 3-3, three, three. a
1: lot of 3s coming at you. The 3-3... Three, three. 33% burnt over here. What's going on, MJ? I'm fucking mad chilling, man. Yes. I don't know about you, but over here in Canada, it is April 26th. It is 9.38 p.m. in the 13th year of Sander. Um, yes, it and is. The funny thing about this time zone is that there's also another person in this time zone, which also happens to be in this session on this call with us nerds yes, right yes. now. We yes, yes. We have the one, That's the only... Right. Dan Robinson. What up, Dero? row is here. D- nerds? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a yes. A pleasure yes. to welcome you, buddy. What's going on? How are you doing?
2: Um, we are we're doing what we can and we're getting by just fine, Absolutely. man.
1: Absolutely. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Sweet. Hell yeah. So everyone is going to be enjoying this wonderful episode. It's going to be good. It's going to go deep. Especially for the people who don't know about this OG player, uh because their kendama has grown tremendously since Dero. You sadly kind of parted ways a little bit. You know, took uh, took time off. I know most people know that you are still playing kendama. I think everyone who kind of quits doesn't really like quit. You know, if they were a pro or whatever, they they just you know take some time off. They're still you don't playing quit. with you don't kendama. Quit.
2: You don't yeah, play. you know, and that is a topic that every single group of dama players has talked about at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely, because we right, we all know someone who has taken that step back from something that to be used to be such a regular occurrence in their everyday life. Now, I'll say this: I uh, I have not gone a single day without playing kendama. Yeah. For years. Fuck yeah! And, and yes. So Respect. While I, uh, while I will say that uh, I've taken a pretty significant step back from um, more of like the mainstream aspects of Kandama, um, yep. the passion hasn't gone down even the smallest bit. Hell yeah! And, yeah yeah. And and the love for the game is just as strong as it was before, if not stronger. And. You know, I'd be slaying that shit still. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. I think Wonderful. that's what everybody already so expected
2: let's... and just wanted to hear.
1: Oh, For all of us, mm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm
2: For yeah, all of you yeah. nerds
1: who don't know, I'm fucking nerding out a little bit here. Because, you know, this is, <laughs> if you guys don't know, this is fucking d Like, the guy who's... Oh, okay. You know, okay. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped Come on. Here. String Master Flex from back I'm in the day. i to fucking talk to d Never mind the fucking... <laughs> Have them on the Dama nerds. Never mind to like be talking about Dama. It's just like you know, this good. good vibes, man. It's good. I'm hyped.
0: Yeah, hell's yeah, hell's yeah. So let's let's go and give a little introduction. Maybe Jiro, you could do it the best yourself of who you were at the time when 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 you know all this shit was happening. When 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 fingers were snapping. When chicks were. Digging it when when everyone was whistling. Are we talking about the seventies? Doing (laughs) backflips, jumping and jiving. Let everyone know who you are.
2: (laughs) I was gonna say, I think I I think I missed that train.
0: (laughs) Come on, no, dude, you were totally on it.
2: Well, you know, just like kind of give everyone a little bit of insight into like my Dama background. Because that's what the Dhamma nerds want to know. They want to hear about the Dhamma. Right,
0: we go go history, we want to share this deep knowledge with other people. You know, I started
2: playing Kandama back in August of 2010. Um, I started the same way that a lot of other people start, is uh, a bunch of my friends were playing Kandama, and uh, I kind of just got roped into it. Now, truth be told, I was actually extremely resistant to Kandama at first um wow, it seems like a lot of people were like that i was very much i was very much like that and i don't know if i was just being like i just kind of wanted to be like different and not do what all my friends were doing <laughs> just kind of being like a little dick like that but like well i don't if, know there were that many people playing kendama en- around you not I- enough for me to want to be different for sure yeah,
0: yeah were
1: <laughs> okay. kind of like in a, you were in, like, like a hub where there was a lot of like growth going on with kendama at that time were you not yeah, it was oh. a
2: very, very small thing at the time. Very small pocket of my friends knew about it. And so eventually I caved in and got myself that uh, blue TK-16. And, very nice. And it was, just, it was just ups and downs and lefts and rights, ins and outs from there, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's just been nothing but love for the game since August of 2010 <laughs> to the present day. <laughs> okay, okay. And did I miss it? You said where you were living when you started? Uh, I was in uh, Spokane, Washington. All right, Washington. Yeah, which is where I live now. And okay. I, I lived here for most of my life, except for about three years that I lived in Colorado.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, nice, nice. Mm-hmm.
0: And so for for me, everyone, uh, you know, living in Japan, getting into Kendama while I was here back in 2008 and stuff, um, I found out about all the kendama players of course through YouTube but there are a few people who I didn't even know until kendama world cup the first one 2014 mm. Uh, or, or maybe like right before that, like Bonds was a great example. I did have no idea who he was until everyone, like all the Japanese players, were like, "Yo, I think Bonds is going to win." Bonds, I'm like, "Who's this Bones guy?" <laughs> and then they showed me, <laughs> they, <Bones. laughs> they showed <laughs> they showed me, uh, you know, his YouTube, one of his YouTube edits with Kanko and stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, pretty intense." Okay, but still, with with Dero, with you, like. Uh, I didn't have an Instagram until, like, pretty recently. So I wasn't on that. I uh, could only uh, – would, would only get edits and see people through through YouTube. And then even when you found out about different companies, some of them didn't have the greatest site for showing off their whole team roster, mm-hmm. you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: but But – Daniel Robinson, you were a big part of Kendama Co. Mm-hmm. Short for Co. What was that company? company? No, it, it, no, it was, was just Kendama Co.
1: There was no company. It was just the Co.
0: It was really
2: just the Co.
1: The Co. co. <laughs> the and co. Like, I thought it, I, I just want and, to interject real quick. Yeah. You're talking about like the time of like yeah. bad websites and shit. There was never a worse website than Kondama Co's website. I just wanted to throw that oh out there. Oh my
2: God, brother. It
1: was, <laughs> if anybody it ever was, tried to order from there that was, it was look, yeah. if you're very interested, like use that <laughs> rewind internet tool and go look at it, because good lord. It didn't it didn't change yeah, day yeah. one till the day it
0: closed. I don't think it changed once. <laughs>
1: minus what <laughs> right, was on. Right, it. right, right.
3: <laughs>
0: extremely simple. Like it was like whoever was learning how to code, they just like left it at that. Like bare it, what Bones. i heard i
1: think it was maybe lex or sam one of the owners like had actually coded it themselves
2: right yeah yeah uh to the best of my knowledge yeah yeah and that was uh lex was the main guy in charge of all that yeah,
1: yeah so like from i've heard that like through the grapevine i heard i thought um, from memory anyway if memory serves that lex coded it himself so like i guess if that's mm-hmm. the case then fuck yeah, props, dude. You coded your own website and used that the whole time. So what if it was shitty? It was yours. That's fucking tight. Rather than paying for fucking yeah. Shopify or some whatever shit. I, I respect the fuck out of that. I'll click a couple extra times yeah. and wait a second if I have to.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's good to try right, and, like, right. balance it out. Like, oh, there were some good parts about it, but yeah, that shit was jank. Yes.
3: Hell yeah.
0: Sorry to interject
2: Yeah, anyway.
3: I mean,
0: it, it, but... it did what it needed to do. But yeah, so so seeing you on the internet Dero like you were a master of string. Like you were one of the first players that I really saw utilizing the string in different ways, really bringing back, you know, the old school like sitting on your grandma's lap while she's teaching you cat's cradle mm. type shit, <laughs> you know. Now how, what inspired you to really like go down that path of play compared to everyone else, especially on your team, because all the old heads know, like the fucking Kenko team was like untouchable. <laughs> but you, you, you stood out. Oh my,
2: that's well, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> very much. Uh, you know. So how did you? Yeah. Uh, what's you interesting, so like the, together that uh, stuff? about the whole the path to like the string tricks was when I was yeah. first learning how to play Kendama, I I knew that lunars and lighthouses and birds were possible those balance tricks It yeah. was possible but I was nowhere near being able to do that. I wasn't skilled enough to do that. And so Okay. What it was was and this is so true for a lot of tricks for uh for players that were from the even as early as 2008-2009 but especially like the 2010 to 2011-12 era is you were almost forced to create tricks because you didn't know how to do these other ones true and so fucking true and and so when i'm like okay i my friend for an example a good buddy of mine joe at the time he could do lunars and he could do lunar flips and lighthouses and i was like i know that's possible but there's no fucking way right now you know yeah yeah, yeah. so what other options do i have well i've got cuffs well i've got kicks and i've got the string (laughs) so it started there and so I started just kind of twirling it around in just kind of fancy ways from getting from one cup to another. Yeah. That later evolved into sort of an interest into space walks and okay. and aerial type tricks, uh really animated style tricks, really dynamic. That then turned into what I call string walks and string manipulation. And Good thing you
0: didn't call it tightrope. <laughs> yes. <your thing.
2: laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't do that one. can't do that one. <laughs> and so now, string walks. And now it's at string walks and string manipulation. And at this point, now it's just kind of a blend of all of those things. But really what the core of it was, was that idea that we knew tricks were possible. We couldn't do those tricks. So we had to make up tricks that we can do.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is intense. But now that you now that I think about it, that's true. Yeah. Like there's plenty of tricks that I could see other people do it, and I'm just like I don't want to waste the time, or it's just like I'm really not getting a hang of it. So mm-hmm. you move on and you find an open window that you can easily access yeah. and Man. do tricks in. Different and you'll so get hard. to those other
2: ones eventually. You know, you'll get to those other ones. Yeah, you'll, you'll get yeah. there. Yeah, you know, eventually. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, let's just. Let's do some string tricks. Yeah, here. man. No, I vibe yeah. with that so
1: hard, man. With that, like, you're talking about that era of people who, like, kind of were forced to create tricks. Because, like, I also come from that era. So, it's like, in mm-hmm. that time, it was mm-hmm. like, yo, like, yeah. I've learned these tricks. And, like, I know of these tricks. But I want to, like, do something. Like, I I feel like this is doable. Or, like, you just, like, that's just the, the natural progression of what was happening, right? It was just like, yo, mm-hmm. I, I can do this. Or you'd, you'd fuck something up and do something weird and be like, yo, that was kinda cool. Wait a minute. Maybe I can like recreate <laughs> right. that but actually right. control it, you know? Like yeah. and, and all honesty, yep. like that yep. was yep. why totally. I learned how to spacewalk forward. Like that's why like you know people talk about like rod style moon circles. It's only because I didn't fucking know any of it. I was just hucking it the way I thought it was supposed yeah. to be. Right. I legitimately yeah, didn't know I was doing it backwards you. until I went to DamaFest in 2013 and met like all those pros for the first time. <laughs> and they were like, yo, that was sick. Do that again. And I was like, what do you mean? That was like, it's the same thing you did. And then I realized, oh shit, I'm doing it backwards. Why? but why yeah you know
2: know what's amazing about that is that back way back i want to say this was probably at least 2011 that's like maybe just a stab in the dark but this was one of the sac dama crew and it was this dude named joffrey and he was a left-handed player now a lot of old school condom players will know that the cali scene especially sacramento scene that was a spacewalk community yeah they were oh. huge into spacewalks, especially in those early days of this kendama like growth in America. And there was this dude named Joffrey who was a left-handed kid from Sacramento. And I learned this from Chris Doe down at the uh, Fulken Kendama. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, Kendama event. Fucking shout out, that Chris
1: Doe. I fucking missed that guy. Chris Doe, yeah, dude. I like, haven't sorry. heard that name I in a while. Well. Well. Yeah, you out, buddy, yeah. miss you continue.
2: Oh, my... Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Christo. My guy, Christo. Thanks for letting me stay at your pad this one time. (laughs) So, so Christo tells me that Joffrey, one day, he was like, yeah, I I just learned how to do baton or as a lot of people know it, uh, uh, tornado. And Mm -hmm. he starts doing it, and he's actually doing a butterfly. Oh, And he's like, yeah, I finally figured it out. And they're like, no, dude, that is not... (laughs) A tornado or a baton but that is something completely different and so from, yeah. from that point on uh a lot of people in sacramento called it the joffrey tornado oh, what uh, the Whoa. butterfly and it's if you butterfly. if yeah, you yeah. do some real deep searching on youtube and you look back some uh, probably in the Sacramento retrospectives or um, if you look back on those videos, you'll find Joffrey on in a few quite a few of them and you'll you'll see that butterfly back in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just one of those, it's a prime example of how in that era you just stumbled across something, just like you were saying, yes. and you created yes. something that you could do. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: It's so yeah. sick. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So to put it in perspective, everyone, this was like way before Worldwinds were like a normal thing that you do like oh, almost learning it in before Whirl- Earth that was like, like such
1: a thing like where fucking
0: whirlwinds in 2010
1: well, whirlwind was a if fucking banger dude that Yo, was like dude. i don't even know what to compare yeah. it to now like there's there isn't a trick now yeah. that compares like it's just it's just a completely Yo. different like whole attitude about it
0: yeah there, everything yeah
1: there wasn't yes. a, like you can do anything attitude about kendama back in those days
3: we, no,
2: we none of us were that optimistic not, not a single fuck no guy. way no way that yeah that, that yeah. shit was slick as fuck and it took you weeks to break it in sometimes you get like a real yeah. shitty one and you're just like oh fuck man like yes yes like, yes oh
0: it goes yeah it goes down to definitely like how much was out there that you could play with compared to what is out there now like variety Types of wood, types uh, of pain the quality that really there. were restricted. The level of quality
2: control. <laughs> quality, yes. Was, that's such a huge K- factor. Kendama. Kendama didn't give a shit about the players back in the no, day. Dude. Like, nowadays, yeah. Kendamas love the players. But back in the day, yeah. they did not. Back in the day, At I, first. it was about the culture. Right. At first. it was
1: about the culture of what mm-hmm. a Kendama is. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the JKA's shit. It was, like, you have to do a two-turn <laughs> yes, airplane. You have to earn it. That's where it came from. But yes, so you, you, have yeah. you have to use your Kendama. Yes.
3: Yeah. I'm yes. sorry, yeah. dude, I stuttered. And stutter. the Kendama's <laughs> yeah. like, dude. You got, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah,
2: tries
0: left. Like, Gosh, seconds,
2: man. go. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. You know, that era was just such a challenging era. Yeah, dude. For Kendama. It was so challenging. and Always an uphill battle. It was always uphill. And it wasn't really until you really put into time that the Kendama started showing you love back. Yeah, man. And I think that that speaks a lot of volume into Kendama culture as a whole. And while I think the aspect of challenge is something that is always going to be in Kandama culture, I think there's different levels of challenge, and I think there's different ways that you can view challenge. And I think that from a lot of players that started in that early era, they view Kandama challenges a little differently than people who are starting Kandama with these more um, advanced Kandamas, who view challenges a lot more differently oh, yeah. than how old school yeah. players view them. And, and so it's always interesting for me to see people who have been playing for even, let's just say like five years, even. That's a pretty significant amount of time to put into anything. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. And, and that's enough time for you to see growth. Uh, and that's enough time for you to get perspective from people before you and after you. And, and it's just so crazy to see how that definition of challenge changes from each generation of Kanama player
0: yeah it definitely goes hand in hand with the evolution of the kendama Mm -hmm. the tool that we're using yeah
2: Mm -hmm.
0: as well as just like the the players around them and what tricks have been evolved what tricks have been forgotten where people are looking into you know using the cups like this or the string like that just making the string longer you know Mm -hmm. yeah man that was a big difference it's uh, it's like is- I just,
1: I just had something like today. I was look I just opened Instagram. The first thing I saw was Jacob Lowe's Instagram and Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, boy. yeah right. And he does double, uh, <laughs> the fuck was it? It's double. I think it's double tap. Now I'm forgetting what it is, but the, the hard part is that he does double cloud bounce and then to like juggle mm. the down spike and just like all the shit. And it's just like, I watched that today and I just had this moment where I was just like, what the fuck did he just do? Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, some shit that, like, he just did something that I thought of, but never thought I would ever actually even see it done, never mind even think of trying to do it. And then he did it twice in a combo twice. with, like, a bunch of other oh, double oh. shit. And it's just, like, what the fuck, man? It's, it's 2020, I guess, you know? This is like, that. it's that C-Lab 2020 shit. It's just, I'm, we're <laughs> in the future, buddy. It's, it's crazy how time flies and, like, all of a sudden all this shit that, like, yeah. things that, like, you would even, like... Dream of you're just like that is like some god level shit you know like we're like maybe if it somebody is. could do this if you had like these kind of fucking powers but now you're just watching people do that shit
2: and it's like huh, sick I guess that's fucking awesome <laughs> like, fucking. it's it's absolutely insane and not only is the trick insane but then you look at Jacob lowe's consistency you look at yeah. how often he's posting he's
1: such a he's such a of prime clips. example of that shit like
2: his He's a prime example yeah. of the new school pushing the boundary of what challenges can. Yeah, be. dude. And right, it, right, right. You know, it's yeah, that kid is fucked, dude. That kid is as fucked. well as
0: just putting in so much effort and time to get honed on that, like yeah, those cloud dude. bounces and stuff. You know, because like other people like you've seen do, but I'm sure like that's that's his usual routine, like just that. So that's why he's just so fucking good I at that.
2: And you know what, I I firmly believe. That every Kandama player has the potential and the capacity to execute any other trick that any other Kandama player can 100%. do. 100%. Yeah, right, right. That being said, like, I'm not going to fucking do that <laughs> shit, dude. Like, I'm... I am that's <laughs> what I was coming to like, like, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm like, no. You, yeah. No, like, no. That is all you, brother. Yeah. And you are... Jacob, if you're listening, you are fucking killing it, man. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There's no disputing that. Mm -hmm. not at all so let's let's uh go back to dan your your welcome your introduction into the kenko family how did that happen exactly
2: oh boy so Kendamiko, that that is a really really interesting chapter so I actually first met...
0: On many levels, I think, yes, yeah, a lot of
2: people. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, on a lot of the levels. The whole
2: life of Kenko, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so many but, so many things. So when I, I actually met Lex Olman in Spokane, Washington, there was a small kendama event, I believe in 2011, uh, that was hosted by a couple of local kendama players named Joel and Micah uh, Estelle. And they ho- held this little competition, uh, Condomination, I think is what it was called. Uh, this was also actually the first time I met Chaz Edwards, and I believe a, hey. a little baby Brandon Meyer. Oh, I think okay, I, yeah. maybe he was. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah. I think he was like a little fucking baby at the little time, but I Meyer. think he was there.
3: Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I don't know about that, but I think it was him. Anyway, so I met, um, Lex. Ullman at this event because Hunter Bailey was also at this event and um, I was also there with another local condom player named Drew Sanger I'm sure most of you know who Drew is and then um so that is how I first met Lex and we, and we to, for for everyone who doesn't know Lex le, uh, later went on to become yeah, Lex, the owner uh, CEO. Lex creator. and Sam Olman were the two owners of Kandama. The Co. brothers. Yes, the brothers Olman. The
1: brothers Olman.
2: Uh <laughs> so that's how I met Lex and basically what it was is we uh did the Condom competition, had a good time, and as often that happens with kendama events, there was a big after party which was at my place. So
3: yeah. uh, all right.
2: <laughs> Lex came back uh we chilled, and you know he spent a day or two uh, over at my pad with uh, me and my roommates and Hunter was there and it was it was a really good time and that was my my first real introduction to Kendamico. okay was Kendamico a thing at that time it was an entity it was um it was established at the time I think it had been operating for probably like two years hmm. um at the time probably something around that ballpark Mm. yeah if the event was back in 2011 i would say it was probably about 2009 2010
0: yeah yeah all right and what had them uh decide to ask you to be on the team did you ask was it other people that were on their team that was like hey let's get this guy on here
2: you know what's interesting about that is it was a very long process actually for sponsorship um, especially just back in the day, that was a really that was a different time for sponsorship. So, initially, when I was pursuing a kendama sponsorship, I actually tried out for Kendama USA, and I have a 2011, uh, a couple of 2011 Kendama USA uh, tryout videos on on yeah. on my YouTube. Was that, and so that that's was the what I,
1: that they they chose Smith on the team? For that competition? Yeah, that is the year. Just just so I can clarify in my brain, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah, they they (laughs) took Smith on that one and uh, they formed a tribute team that year. Yeah. So what's interesting is at the time, before I entered that contest, uh, Konomico was hosting an event or uh, an online contest called the Konamiko Beats Contest, Mm. which was something I kind of wanted to... It was kind of like, maybe I want to try out for this instead of Konami USA. So it's kind of like a back and forth. Mm. And so I decided to go with Kandami USA. Then after the results of Konami USA came out, um, I just decided to pursue other paths in Kandama. And so I looked a little bit more into Kandamako because, frankly, I didn't really know of too many other brands except for Konami USA, Sweets Kandamas, and Kandamako. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, uh, I'm going to going to go with some Kodamico stuff. And I started buying some of their products and just started supporting the company a little bit more, started being a little bit more proactive in my community with uh, spreading Kodamico awareness. And um, after a few years of that, uh, there was a contest online for a sponsorship. Uh, And at the time uh, myself and Chris Bosch both entered that contest and we were able to win that professional player spot along with bonds and uh, yeah that was that was kind of the start of the economico era for me
0: okay okay so it was a
1: competition based
2: thing that i remember that Mm -hmm.
1: competition man that that was the first time i had ever seen bonds in a video i remember that and i remember i had seen you you had videos before that if i'm correct right
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I remember
1: already knowing of of you, and maybe even Bosch before that. Probably, but probably. Yeah, that was that was a cool comp. That was one of those ones. Like same with the Kusa one you were talking about, where like there hasn't been a lot of like sponsorship contests in Kendama. There's only been a few, and like they've they've. I yeah.
0: think it was definitely from the beginning because the community wasn't so. Established, it was in these little areas, these pockets, right? Mm. But it's like overall, there wasn't huge events where everyone was gathering like there is now, and there wasn't everyone wasn't on Instagram. I don't even think there was Instagram, so you couldn't connect. Yeah, so that was probably their best way of doing it. Put out, okay, YouTube contest. We'll look at all the entries and choose who we feel is the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean that that was what kendama was back
1: then, though, right? It's like if you were playing kendama, you either hanging out with your friends playing kendama or you're filming a video to put on youtube to show the rest of the community what can what your kendama was kind of thing right
0: yep right yeah hell yeah man so how did how did you feel uh or how did you know that you won was it just was it like an email before they announced it or was it the announcement what were your feelings? What what were the first few kendamas? Did you get, like, a box, a crate full of kendamas? Or was it only, like, a drip of, like, two or three? You're like, what the fuck? Well,
2: so, you know, the people listening to this, like, <laughs> they are going to fall for any bullshit. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to... I'll be straight up honest. Like, I was very confident entering that contest. Um, nice. It was it was pretty much a surefire thing that i was going to be sponsored and i don't want that to come off as boastful or anything but the fact of the matter is is i had grown really good relationships with the omen brothers over the time that we had met and i had done my part to push kendama as far as i felt like it needed to be at the time and i was having fun the entire time and had a good good positive attitude about it so yeah i was feeling good about it and oh, yeah. so yeah uh, my odds were definitely a lot better than a lot of other people and did, did that video
0: competition have a second round or was it just one it was
2: just one okay um and then the same goes for everyone else who won that sponsorship as well just incredibly talented individuals and it goes for the entire zen team yeah. that was also like the, the tribute team like you know it wasn't just me who had that same Story. It's just all of these individuals yeah. were fantastic people who were talented in progressing the game in amazing ways, yeah, and man. who had grown close relationships with these owners. So, right, right. The team came together, and the contest was out. The winners were selected, and the co was formed. <laughs> all right,
3: yeah. all
0: right. And how, how was the uh, the first batch of kendamas you got?
3: <laughs>
2: they were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> co. <laughs> But that was that was one of the best parts, though. That's kind of what drew me into it, though. Because the Kandamas were good Kandamas, but no, of course they weren't perfect. They weren't perfect by any means. In fact, they were far from perfect <laughs> a lot of the time. But there was something about those imperfections that drew me towards Kandamako. And it was something about the personality of the company that a lot of us who were on this team... We liked to have a good time, man, <laughs> and we liked to take it up a couple levels. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just kind of who we are as people, and as Kandama players, we know that Kandama is for everyone. So why not us? And that mentality was just so like hypnotic to me, man. Like I hmm. I I just was drawn to that, and it was. As as that sort of kind of took over my Kendama perspectives, I was just so drawn to that persona of, like, Kendama can be anything that we are, and we are a rowdy group of talented motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And it it was just, it was almost hard at times to, like, separate myself from that totally engulfed Kendama personality. But the code just had this way of kind of roping you in with their don't give a fuck attitude but here's a really really good kendama trick you know (laughs) yeah yeah our kendamas are a little jank but it was those imperfections that drew me towards it which is funny because like
1: in reality back then everyone's kendamas were a little jank it was just yes,
3: the just co was honest yeah. about it.
2: <laughs> is what it felt yeah, like. Yes, <laughs> right, right. And and you know, I just loved that. And I loved how the co embraced people of those almost kind of I wouldn't say go as far as saying like outsiders, but just the rowdy ones, the, rowdy the one. riot makers. <laughs> y- you know, yeah, yeah. they embraced that crowd and a lot of those people are some of the finest people on this earth. Yeah. Deep down at heart. And that is that was just such an amazing thing for me with Kendamico. I loved that we attracted that crowd. I loved it.
1: Hell
0: yeah. Like almost almost like the misfits, and the underdogs exactly, in a way.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, our video quality sucks. And sometimes our Kandamas aren't the best. But you know what? We're going to put out some really fucking good content. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And we're not going to fake who we are.
0: Right, right, right. right. So we're all of you guys uh... in the relatively the same area?
2: Everyone on the team? Well, it's it's kind of interesting because later on it branched out a little bit, but a lot of Kandamako was in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris and myself were both working down at Kandamako for a long, uh, period of time uh bonds was also living in colorado at the time so three of us were in colorado Mm -hmm. um you know sam was in idaho chris june was in portland tana was in portland you know a lot of people were in the pacific northwest all of us except for like chad and fish they were just like fucking (laughs) down there doing their own like i don't know what i don't know what they were doing but they were down there but everyone else was mainly in those little pockets uh, California right. even when the Zen team uh, you know Steph was in Canada so <laughs> Steph was on the Zen team for a little bit but for the most part it yeah, was like man. kind of just in the Pacific Northwest like West Coast kind of area
1: I just love when you talk about Kendama like how many fucking people have been on Kendama it's actually insane <laughs> it's so insane uh, yeah 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 like it's actually crazy <laughs> it's like and that's like honestly like maybe how you would know that like that's like a homie company it's just like that's where like a lot of where uh, the, a lot of the ogs were at at least at one point whether you went a different direction you had like a disagreement (laughs) you didn't feel the same way whatever like you were there you were still there (laughs) you know it's it's very interesting to me to look back on
2: oh yeah there's so you left your mark on the co (laughs) or it did that to you you know (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) So who was choosing the players? Because in the end, like I was saying before, that was a pretty intense roster that you had on your team. So was it just the uh, the two brothers who were owners who were choosing everyone? And and did they play a lot of Kendama on their own?
2: Uh, yeah, so Lex and Sam Ullman were the two owners and they had ultimate say in whatever direction the company went uh, from the day it started to the day it ended um so they were the ones in charge of choosing all the players and yeah they didn't grind kendama but they could play kendama
0: yeah they 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 knew what to look for they knew
2: who had potential to go further yeah in 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 some aspects i'd agree with that Mm.
0: okay okay
2: (laughs) that's very very nice and you said you were you were working there for a little bit yeah yeah i was working there for about two and a half three years
0: all right nice what were those times like good just fucking playing kenjama. i remember there's a the few shop edits, edits uh the, the kenco edits yeah the those shop are edits, legendary yeah. <laughs> there's there's the nerd the nerd homework yeah.
1: for this fucking episode go check there, out so, yes so, there if you, go. Do you have a, a favorite shop edit? is there a number that you specifically like that sticks out in your mind first yeah. one that comes to mind there, it's like a recommend good one.
2: everyone to check out they are all just pure gold. I know but that. I will say but... <laughs> this. I will say this. If like if you want just sort of a crash course insight into what the co was, watch shop edit number ten. Beauty. There you go, There's everyone. Shop homework. edit number
0: ten. <laughs> shop
2: edit number ten. That is a crash course into the co. Uh, that is just a great visual representation of what that company was. Hell yeah. Yeah. And and I guess I, you know, it was the co for me, and I've told a few select people this perspective, and I'll share it to you, my fellow Dama nerds, that Kendama Co. was one of the single best and worst things to happen to me in Kendama. Yeah. Both sides of the spectrum. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. It was, it was intense, man. It was, you know, you're living your dream. You're, you're, you think of literally what you want to do for the rest of your life, and you are getting paid to do it. Yeah. And it is just, it was just the most fulfilling thing. And I got to experience so many things because of that company. I got to travel. I got to meet fantastic people. I got to get a lot of first hand experience in business and understand management and manufacturing, distribution, inventory, etc. I got a lot of valuable perspective from a lot of different people from various levels of the industry. Some of them were representatives, some of them were poster boys, some of them were manufacturers but just learning all that firsthand was just almost invaluable to me and on a more like emotional side of it it was just so fulfilling to me that my passion it it was that cliche of you know you follow your your fucking dreams and they come true you know and it's like holy shit it actually happened (laughs) yeah right this is almost too good to be true
0: at that time, how old were you?
2: I first moved to Colorado in 2013, I believe. So I was about 23 at the time. There you go. Fucking on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go, man. and Yeah. You know, I like I said, I got to experience things that a lot of people just won't be able to experience in their lives. And unless they really dedicate time, energy, and resources to it. And a lot of those things were just handed to me. You know, what 24-year-old doesn't want to get a plane ticket to Japan and say, you ready to go to Japan in two weeks?
1: Well, I mean, you also put some time in, too. It's not like you were just selected (laughs) randomly. Like, you were selected because of your dedication to something. So, I mean, you've put in some effort to it, you know?
2: It's true. And while I was at Konamiko, I did act at at first as the general manager. So, a lot of the day-to-day operations were dependent on a lot of the decisions that I made. Um, which was a lot of responsibility to keep going. Of course, I had support there with me, so it wasn't, it's never a one man show. Um, but I definitely brought a lot of strengths to the table. So, it was, uh, it was good that I was able to get a lot of these benefits and feel good about the work that I was doing behind it as well. Mm hmm. And then, you know, and then as, as those extreme highs reach their peak inevitably what happens is the extreme lows start to start to snowball and a lot of those low points that came from Kinamico are are still like hard to look back on because the long and short of it all is take all of what the fuck i just said now pour a lot of gasoline on it and light it on fire. <laughs> and now you get to start over from scratch. And that is what the extreme low was yeah. for me. Yeah. And even through those extreme lows, that Dama was still challenging me. And now I was faced with a different challenge of how do I react to this extreme low and still preserve this passion for this thing that brought me here in the first place fuck yeah man
0: yeah i think that 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 happens with a lot of uh people that go into a certain profession of where it's i mean we even you know pretty much covered Mm -hmm. it with with mash on our talk with him where when you're doing something for a passion it's it's so great Mm -hmm. but when it turns into something where it's your livelihood it pushes you to a point of like is this really worth it can i really stick with this or not it's not just a hobby yeah, it, it becomes a choice of like on mom you know and dad's do i
1: couch. pursue my passion and, you know, make and less than like what i possibly could be making if i was doing something i maybe don't enjoy as much but i'm also fully qualified to do
0: you know mm-hmm. it's a hard choice to make mm-hmm.
1: man it really is
0: right 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 yeah yeah Yeah, it pushes you it pushes you one way or the other. Because there's plenty of people I know who would love to get into the Kendama scene and be a part of the business world of it, but it's like is I wonder how true Mm -hmm. that would be once they hit all these you know, these experiences that you've had, Dan, of these highs and lows. You know, what I ultimately learned through
2: the entire process is that balance is key. And balance is a topic that I feel like speaks to so many different aspects of Kendama on just so many different levels balance is key Mm -hmm. and so what i found that works for me personally is that when i was living my dream with Kandamiko, i had both my left and right my creative and my logic both into this one basket of Kandamiko. and there was no balance in that it was all kandama it was all, everything I did was Kandama because not only was that something I was passionate about, but it was my livelihood mm. as well. Everything was there. And in some ways, that obsession with Kandama it made me lose sight of a lot of different things in my life that I wouldn't be able to look back on until later mm. on because I was sucked into Planet Kandama <laughs> at the time. I was sucked in because it is a cozy, fun, yeah. fucking place to be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and at okay. the time it was paying my, and at the time it was yeah. paying my bills. And so, what happened is when that came tumbling down, right? Since all of my eggs were in that basket, I didn't have anything on my creative or my logic side to fall back on because everything had been shattered. So, what works for me now is, and a lot of people don't feel like this, but this is what works for me is that I have a complete separation now between my logic and my creativity. I have a very tough time seeing myself getting Mm. involved back in the Kendama industry because Kendama plays such a wholesome, pure role in my life right now and probably will for a long time that I want to keep it that way. And I want it to continue to contribute to my life in that way. And I wanted to have my logic side be my job, my profession, my future careers, the, what I have with Yolk's Fresh Market, pursuing corporate level positions with that company. Because that is what is going to give me the most balance in my life. And when I'm able to balance that logic and that creativity, mm-hmm. it's just perfect. You find that equilibrium point and oh, yeah. everything is good from there.
1: That's fucking sick. Something that like that I was thinking of yeah, while you were saying, yeah. like you keep saying balance and creativity. In my mind, I've always thought of it as like business and pleasure. There's like that old like mm, adage, mm-hmm. like you don't, you exactly. don't mix business and I love pleasure, that. right? I love that. But it's exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying too is mm-hmm. on the same tip. I just love different, that. A little, little, little different perspective, yeah. kind of different words. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it, but that's exactly right it is the exact same idea and i love that and and everyone kind of has their different approaches to it and that's the best part yeah, is man. that everyone has these different perspectives and we all play kendama yeah man absolutely
1: but like something that like something that i've I also thought of while you were saying this is that like that like pure dedication to that like that creativity or that pleasure side of Kendama, like what you're saying, how you've segregated segregated it in your mind kind of. Where
3: mm-hmm. that
1: I think is something that like we've talked about this in past episodes with I think it was Ben, we we're talking about like judges and who are people who are good judges in Kendama. And I think you were one you were mm-hmm. one of the first people to come up. And I oh. And like I th- I still think in my mind you are like one of the best judges in the world for Kendama, one of the most qualified people to be a Kendama judge in any category really because you're you're in it and you're well, you. fucking thank passionate you. about it. And you've been in it since the beginning and you understand what it is because of that, right? Hmm. And I just I thank just think you. that that's a very important part of that is that segregation of that business, that pleasure, that uh, creativity, that logic, however you want to put it. I, I thought that was a cool little point that kind of clicked in my mind while you were talking so i wanted to bring it
2: up i love that well thank you thank you thank you very much and 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 it's just it's just such an interesting topic to go over with kendama players because the kendama planet kendama is just such a wholesome place you know (laughs) i mean sure some rowdy shit goes on yeah Yeah, we all know that we know we get that but like all in all it's a positive wholesome community and so when you talk about these topics of like having to separate that that wholesome love from like the hard logistics, the hard numbers and the cold hard yeah. facts, that can be difficult. Sometimes. Yeah, and all of a sudden
1: isn't as fun anymore, right? <laughs> you got it. it all, takes a little All of a sudden Takes a little little chop off the top just to
2: just yeah, to get her in there, it you is. know. <laughs> it is. And it's oh, I know, and it's such a yeah. buzzkill. It's such a buzzkill. It is, but like the cold, hard facts are is yeah. that you need that if we want to keep progressing Kandama the way we want it to go. Hell yeah, man. If we wanted to get it as big as we need it, then we need those perspectives. It's like, in a way, you're
1: almost like in a very different kind of way, but you're almost describing like a Grom's mentality versus like an old, like an OG and the things mentality. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're looking at it in different two different ways. You're looking at the same thing. You're both trying to do the same thing. But, like, one is new and is just, like, super fucking stoked and doesn't know anything except for I just want to do this fucking trick and just whoa, whoa, whoa. tap, 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 mm-hmm. tap, 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 tap. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. the other guy is just, like, already done all yeah, the basic yeah, yeah. tricks and is just like, yo, fuck your caps, <laughs> dude. Check out this three-turn airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can do it every try. Fuck you. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> you, know you know what i, I mean I, it's like it's it's right. very funny like the the levels that you can take that to within like even just within kendama never mind if you want to look at life that's a whole nother fucking multitude of answers but yeah <laughs> that's, that's a different portal it is we're on we're on K- planet kendama yeah, yeah. i like i like that term we're on planet kendama right now yeah. we're gonna stay but I definitely, we're gonna stay in this yeah. realm we can float but we gotta stay the in planet this kendama, orbit, you know, yeah. within the ozone
0: <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. A few people, you know, took took a little vacation to Planet Kududin <laughs> for a little bit and then they're like, "All right, let's go back." <laughs> planet Kendama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there. That's that uh, for a second. They'll <laughs> take a little little break over there. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's true that like yeah, it makes sense to go back You're You're bringing it feels like it sounds like you're bringing Kendama back to what it was at the beginning for yeah. everybody. Just a good time. No stress. No, nothing i feel a lot of people i even see like posts about uh on instagram or facebook saying like hey i'm 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 in a kendama lull right now i don't know what to do i feel like i'm not progressing and it's kind of sucks because (laughs) i'm not the person that feels like that i'm fucking happy with whatever i'm just happy playing it Mm -hmm. every day doing the simple tricks whatever makes me feel good and it's good to i think for some people to think about that it's like you just Just enjoy it. Sometimes you got good Mm -hmm. days. Sometimes you got bad days. You don't have to be the best um, unless you're trying to, you know, be the fucking – Trying to beat one of the Gallaghers or some shit, you know? You want to be on on, stepping on that podium. And and on that note, it's interesting you you say say that
2: because – I feel like players that have a a tendency to post those. I'm in a lull right now. I'm having trouble creating tricks. Those are the players that have a propensity to challenge themselves very often, especially in terms of the level of technicality and difficulty of their tricks. Those are those are very like self motivated kendama players. Yeah, yeah. Which is a fantastic trait to have. Mm. Absolutely, but. On that note, it's also like sometimes pushing yourself is good, but there's also there isn't anything wrong with complacency, at least for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with being okay with where you're at in Kendama. For a little bit, fine-tune a couple of things, and you'll find during that fine-tuning process, you'll probably stumble across some fucking <laughs> new things some new trick. Yeah. You'll be doing some like You'll be doing some regular, like, one-and-a-half yeah. switch or fucking handle slip. It'll sling, and you'll be like, oh, fuck, I could do that all the time. Yeah. And it's like, there you go. Like you, you know, like you were like...
1: saying before, man, the balance. It's all about that balance yeah there's always fucking it is good days there's always bad days there's always like that time where you fucking yeah. spike the hardest trick you've ever done in your life first try and there's the other time where you try a fucking earth turn and you smack yourself in the face so hard you haven't got fucking tooth through your lip or some shit you know what i mean like it's just been there done yeah, that you it's know just, like
2: we've been there <laughs> yeah that's
1: it's balance man you just like there's the ups and the downs you just gotta enjoy them all you gotta ride the wave
2: it is balance. it is like that, man. <laughs>
0: let's let's go to one of the high points you coming to japan uh tell us what that was like i know i i first met you um with one of the brothers i don't know who it was i didn't really talk to him much it was at chrome's it was at chrome's uh party that they were having for um the debut of the vikings they came to japan they did a tour matthias was there it was so you know phil uh torquil and at one of the parties, like we're just after the demo, bunch of people were hanging out at a izakaya, and we stumbled in almost like towards the end of the whole party. Like there's Dero, yeah, and some other guy who I didn't know, and then somebody <laughs> said, "Oh, that's one of the owners of Kendama Call." It's like, oh, okay.
2: That's some. But that shit. was
0: that was like way
2: before right, Kendama so- World Cup. So, all right, this is some kosher. What was right that here. trip? So, so it actually, this, the whole story starts back in the United States, in Colorado. Um, Friday night, five o'clock, I'm clocking off for work. Uh, two hours later, Lex Ullman sends me a text message that says, Are you ready to go to Taiwan on Monday? And I said, What? And he said, We're going to Whoa. Taiwan on Monday. So, we long story short we were going over there to meet with a manufacturer on our way over to taiwan we stopped over in japan gotcha. and we had a one-day layover in japan so we ended up in shibuya tokyo and we had caught word that chrome was doing this little party over in shibuya tokyo so i <laughs> wanted to go over there and say like what's up to all the chromies on so I was like, okay layover. cool on a one-day layover <laughs> So like, well, let's make the best best of this. Yeah. We're just like jet lagged as fuck, like just trying to find American shit. We're just like, ah, fuck, okay, whatever. <laughs> so we end up in Shibuya, Tokyo, and we are lost, very lost. We are trying to find Nobu's four thirty <laughs> shop, which is like a fucking sliver Your first in time a is not wall, so easy. like yeah. that's tucked no. away. So. Truth be told, we were wandering (laughs) around Shibuya Tokyo for about two hours, about as long as that party was probably going on. Of where you guys were. So, we're wandering over the streets trying to find Nobu's shop, and we, we yeah. end up walking into a cell phone shop, and the and the dear sweet lady is just trying so hard to help us, printing us out maps, putting, giving us, like, highlighted routes and stuff, giving us bottled, bottled water so we don't fucking die, like, just, like, you know, stuff like that, like just two dipshit Americans watering around, just, like, clearly day-drinking, like, just, like... Some
1: highlighted maps, some bottles of water. Get out of my shop, just like, please. Just, like, basically, we're,
2: like, we're, we're trying so hard to be polite. We're just, like, buzzing, like, fucking, like, okay, so we... But we look at the maps, and, of course, the maps are all in Japanese, so we're just, like, oh, maybe we go down this road, and that doesn't help. And Classic. so, like, God, she was being so sweet, but it doesn't help. Yeah. and right. So, eventually what happens is the sun is starting to go down, and by that I mean it's down, it's (laughs) dark, and we don't know where we are. And so, randomly, (laughs) this Japanese gentleman is on the corner, and he sees me playing Kendama, and he looks at us, and he says, Kendama party. And we said, we said, yes, we are looking for a Kendama party right now.
3: (laughs) This dude
2: walks us down to Nobu's shop and we are like whoa we are like this is great we are finally here
1: oh I love it so except
2: much. except oh Savior. and it's like oh happy ending wrong no one is there yeah they already went we to have the been spend- they're gone yes yeah of course so <laughs> they're gone right Okay, so now, oh, it's like, okay, fucking part number two. Yeah, the sequel. So now, somehow, we end up on a train <laughs> Next to somewhere, adventure. we end up in a restaurant, and there, we are united with the fellow Dama homies, and the literally, as MJ said, the last, like, 20 minutes of this yeah. party, in true co-fashion.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you made it. You were there. <laughs>
2: but
0: and we did it was and all
1: on a one day layover on your way to hey, Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking dedication, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Most hardcore adventure, and yeah, all just to be released right here for everyone day, to like, enjoy. Yeah, fuck whatever. Like nice oh, I'm not gonna go out of my way.
1: Like I'm gonna go look at some things. Maybe I'll get some. Stay at the hotel. You know. Yeah. Like, no, you guys fucking sent it. Yeah. You fucking made yeah, it. Yeah, no. You fucking uh, met a lady in a shop who was willing to fucking print you out a map with a highlighter. Like that's that's awesome.
2: It was, and there's there's just something awesome. so exhilarating about being so completely fucking Dude, lost. It's one of my somewhere. favorite feelings
1: in the world. it's like, just being lost. You know,
2: I love it. It's yeah. just so exhilarating. And, just being anywhere, like, how how could country, you? you, you not can't put a language. tag on that. Hell no, man. Hell that's no. a. That's a good one. Yeah, That's dude. a good one, boys. <laughs> what yes. year was that? So
0: that was your first time in Japan. That
2: was back. I think correct. that was so. Just for the one day, maybe 2000. I think 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the before the World Cup. Yeah, so that was my first time. Okay. Right.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was before that went down, and then you came over. Yeah, yeah you over. Uh, with Chris and
2: Bonds of over your teammates. In 2014. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You
1: you were you were ranked pretty high in the first yeah. World Cup. Did, How was that?
2: Like well, What was? <laughs> no, no. I wish. No, I I was at yeah. eleven.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, I thought you were. But, I thought you were yeah. right behind
1: Akimoto-san. Or maybe I'm thinking of Ace.
2: I wish. Maybe one one trick away from ten for sure. Hell yeah! I. <laughs> I've done you the You I know. You crushed it. I remember you crushed it.
0: <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah yeah it's ser- yeah seriously that was one big thing that like in japan the sales for or the want for yeah. kenko ken's fucking sword yeah because
2: they're like yo there are three players oh, they sent you like, know, so like yeah 2014 top 10 like holy shit it's such an important era of kendama oh my god dude like 2014 is a huge era dude, for kendama. it was
0: massive yeah that it was the creation that of that tiny-ass snowball that, that turned year. into the massive That club. is
2: a huge year for Gundama. And when we went to the World Cup for the first time, so... For everyone, as a lot of like fellow nerds know, yeah, the co we we didn't exactly get along with a ton of other companies all the time, but we were we were civil. We all had You're, a good time. You, we all you loved guys each were other. all
1: homies. There's beef you once know, in a while. We're all homies.
2: Like, we're yeah, all yeah. yeah. Homies. But, you know, we're, yeah. All, we're all homies, and so it was never through and through. I is... feel like though, you know, like, it
1: wasn't like the exactly. whole company versus the whole. Company. It was like a couple people here. No. And there. That's it.
2: Here and there, and it's like, so, when we got the opportunity to go to Japan for the first time, where a lot of our homies had already been, it was like, alright, this is our opportunity to just embrace this and go all in for this incredible life experience. Hell yeah. And so, when we got there, so, oh, oh, oh my gosh, this is a little trivia on the trip there, oh my <laughs> god, there's so many fucking good stories, like, <laughs> god damn, dude, like, you guys are just gonna be like, God! Let's, let's I cannot believe we invited him on. He just would not shut the fuck no, up. No, dude, wait, like, I got man, time. It's dude. too we, late. We can keep going. That's it's fine. It's too late. It's too late because I'm I'm already yeah, going, yeah. I'm already Seriously, going. It's over. So like when we when we were going <laughs> yeah. to Japan, we got these free drinks on our way to Japan because when we were getting seated, the the airline, uh, uh, oh gosh, whatever you know who they are. They were like, hey, we're not. Exactly, like, tall enough to close all these overhead bins. So can you guys, like, go down the rows and close all these bins for <laughs> us? All these, <laughs> no. all these sweet little tiny Japanese no ladies. No way. And so we're like, yeah, we got you. And so we did no that. Way. And they served us up free drinks. It was like, me, Chris, and Ponce were like, fuck yeah. Like, this is going to be That's
0: too fucking <laughs> funny,
2: man. Yeah. And so, so when we, when we got to Japan, um, so I'm half Japanese. My mother is Japanese and, so when I, it was always just, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying like it's a dream of mine. Cause that sounds like fucking, you know, but it, it was something I really wanted to do was go to Japan. Oh, yeah. And, um, so when I got to Japan, yeah. it like instantly hit me, man. It, it.
0: You're telling people like, when you're oh, asking okay. what's your name, you're like, my name is Kiyoshi. Okay. Like, uh, hello. Kiyoshi. Okay.
2: So I was like, yeah, God, yo. Like, God. Come on. Two thousand fourteen. Everyone was a, chanting like, that oh shit at <laughs> oh <my God, laughs> World Cup. Dude, like there is just so much, especially this trip. So like the whole thing with Kiyoshi, okay, <laughs> get this shit. So get this shit, man. So whenever we would be in a group and we'd be like ready to go do like a performance, they'd call up the code, and so like everyone's like, Oh, fucking Chris, awesome, Bonds, wow, he's amazing. And then Nobu yeah. would always be like, something, 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 a Kiyoshi. And then the crowd would always like laugh. They'd always kind of laugh at me for some reason, like not like a mean laugh, but just kind of like a oh, oh, oh. Like, okay. And so I'd go up and you know, yeah, exactly. And I was just kind of like, interesting. oh, it's kind of like so cute. Oh. I, eventually I was like, I have to get to the bottom of this of why this keeps happening at every demonstration. Yeah. Like he int- he introduces me as Kyoshi, and the crowd laughs. Like I, I have to get Whoa. to the bottom of this. So. I eventually, I, I think I ended up talking to Yuka or maybe like Tomotsu about this, but they were like, well, basically what it is is like, Kiyoshi kind of like an older name, and so a lot of people in Japan like think it's kind of funny that this like young like American dude like has hey, this Kiyoshi. really like, old Japanese name, Hell yeah, and then, the, you know, there's like this hella tall, well, but, like yeah, half yeah. Japanese dude, yeah. and so they all just kind of found it like kind of amusing, yeah. I was like, okay, I, I can dig that, I can get along with that. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's exactly. like if your name was like Mortimer <laughs> so, or something, you know. And then the 2014, so then the competition comes. 2014, we were all feeling confident about our runs. I, I was like, "Fucking Chris is gonna win!" Like, I just knew dude. it, dude. Like, I just knew it. I was, I've been, I've been playing with these dudes for a minute. It was now. fucking like, close, dude. Yeah, it was. So you know. Close. It was close, and the other thing, too, is yeah. there were a lot of other big hitters that probably could have clutched Absolutely. it, but they weren't able to but go that didn't. year. Yeah, but they didn't. They weren't able to go yeah. that year. And so, yep. when yep. that happened, it was just, like, insane, dude. It was just insane. And, you know, I felt, I, I personally, I felt really accomplished for what I did, but I was really, really just proud of Chris and Bonds for what they had accomplished, And in less time than me, for sure. (laughs) And, you know, it was a really, like, man, when you look at the 2014 era of Kandama, specifically the 2014 Kandama World Cup, this is always something. This runs through my brain every single year for KWC and has run through my brain every year since 2014. And I'm sure everyone who was there remembers this. Is that when we were all crammed into that little fucking room for the 2014 World Cup, they would call someone's name and everyone in that room was chanting that person's Dude, name. Dude, for real. For real. Over and over and over. Keith yeah. Matsumura. Keith, 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 It Keith. was
1: a mad fucking
2: hype yeah. train. It was nonstop. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: people were playing amazing yeah. oh, seriously so yo and then all of a sudden Zawad would put on some fucking yes. like classical music or something i loved shit. it that was keith that was keith what
1: you gotta choose <laughs> your keith own chose. song it's like i think it was mozart or something it yeah. was something Very super classical, chill and like music, everybody's yeah.
0: like hype and like keith 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 and then it was just like oh no shit no shit. Like Just total send down. Oh, that's what,
2: I didn't like, know that. And awesome, Yes. Dude. Yes. I loved that. Yeah. And every single person, because I remember getting in my group oh. with uh, Christian and, oh my goodness, his name is slipping. But I know he's from either China or Hong Kong and he did fantastic. So much love to you. <laughs> please, if yeah, you're listening, yeah. please reach out and remind me who you are because you did amazing. But me, Christian <laughs> Frazier... <laughs> And that guy, we're all in a group together. And when Christian was hitting tricks, we were just like, fuck yeah, Christian. Like, you got this. We were amping each other up. I got up there. Christian's like, bro, you got plenty of time. You got this too time. Just fucking nailing tricks. We, You know, we nail our runs. And that was, hands down, the most united I've ever seen the Kenama community.
0: I think it's like nobody cared exactly who won or... It was all just everyone was just so stoked mm-hmm, yeah. that mm-hmm. this massive event is happening. You know, this is a Kendama world fucking cup, especially for you guys traveling from overseas coming Most to Japan. People, argue, yeah. For many people it was possibly the first time, Dude. so it was just and like, it, oh, oh was, my god, like it
2: was, this is it. That was such, It was this crazy. This is why this it is was what the dream surreal, is, man. And it was just this crazy blend of your business and pleasure all coinciding together dude, in this one Your business and pleasure area. are just
1: fucking all over the table in front of you is what's happening just All over yeah, the tie is all around
2: <laughs> fucking whatever your
1: pleasure <laughs> just the business side is getting it just uh, you know what I'm saying I <laughs> <You> do <laughs> it was, dude it's just
2: uh, like Oh my yeah. god dude like it was just <laughs> crazy it was just such a united like kendama front in that room dude oh there's so so much love and then like the event like finished and it was like such
1: a fucking high note like they had the after ceremony and tomotsu gave that fucking speech of just like you know this was his dream that he wanted to fucking make the kendama world cup happen for so long and like just like he broke into tears giving that speech and then like
2: Man, that shit was beautiful. Oh dude, it's so
1: beautiful. I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. just fucking thinking about it, man.
2: Like, oh, For real, man. That that I get that. that is just
1: that was yeah. life right yeah. there. That
2: was real life. That was some 2014 Kendama shit right there, man. Right before
1: we went to the first ever sake party.
2: Right, right. <laughs> we, they,
1: we couldn't even
2: leave that room. The first dude, time like, any of us
1: had ever chugged from a sake barrel. The first time we carried someone in a sake <laughs> barrel, there was there was a lot of firsts going on
2: that yeah, night. Yeah, that was yeah. a crazy night. <laughs> <laughs> <They> were, <laughs> we were just like, yeah, so how long is this party go for? And they're like, well, it's pretty much until you guys finish that barrel was, of socks Yeah, that, this, that was when we found
1: out the that they they do that summer- ceremony. We're like, yeah, yeah, are sick of And then yeah. we find out that it's like a whole like ceremony like it's a real thing like they're like calling on the gods of sake to like bless us for this yeah, beautiful no. thing that yeah, we've accomplished
0: <laughs> and like us yeah, not finishing yeah. it is like a huge ritual sign of disrespect. ritual shit
1: so it's yeah, like yo if you don't finish this sake like you are probably going to hell is essentially in like in, in <laughs> that kind of yeah. you know sense essentially so that's when we oh all like goodness. pick up the sake barrel like who is it yeah Dan, Dan. Dan, Dan, and we just start chanting until Dan's over here fucking. Yeah, and then okay, on to the next one. <laughs> Who is it? MJ, MJ, MJ More like, chanting
2: names. The next yeah, one, right. Just fucking. It was so good, dude. Like that year, man. And that was, and that,
1: ha- that tradition oh. has carried on every year since. I can't imagine. Like that's a that's a very traditional ceremony in Japan to have that sake mm. barrel carried in and shit, right? Yeah. I can't imagine how many of those parties that syrup, don't yeah, that, end barely, like yeah, that yeah. where they're trying to get them to finish it. How do you finish it otherwise? They must have way more people in the Kenobi community, I guess, because – Right. There's no other right. way. I get that. Or just maybe more adults. Because we got a lot of people. We got a lot of people that don't
0: drink, <laughs> yeah. also. So like that I don't think many people factor. just lift it up. There's like <laughs> yeah. six
2: Japanese homies like having a birthday. Oh okay. so yeah, okay. yeah. they just fucking <laughs> Yeah, can we get another barrel,
1: please? Like we'll we'll sing the song ourselves, don't worry. <laughs> like I, I brought a hammer all yeah. way. I can open
2: myself, but <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh a life changing experience, man. Yeah. <laughs> <life-changing>. <laughs> so good.
0: So, did you stay? You stayed uh, after
2: the Kendo World Cup. Yeah, I uh, I was able to stay for probably a, almost a week. I would say, um, in two thousand fourteen, we stayed for about two weeks. So the first week was mainly competition oriented, and the second week was more about uh, kind of embracing ourselves and in, in the Japanese, or embracing the Japanese culture, uh, and really indulging ourselves yeah. in it rather, and. That was really, really great for me, because being of Japanese descent, um, it really resonated with me a lot, being from a place where a lot of my ancestors were from. And a little Daniel Robinson trivia is that my great-grandmother, great-grandmother, Hamamoto, she was from Hatsukaichi. Um, And when I first brought Kendama over and showed my relatives... Uh, they all said, "Yeah, great grandma Hamamoto. She was really, really good at kendama."
1: No way, that's epic as fuck. Oh shit!
2: And I was like, uh huh. And I was like, really? And they go, "Oh <laughs> yeah, she was incredible at kendama." And so whenever right. I would show them tricks, uh, they were like, "Yeah, that's good." But, <laughs> and that is, and that is the truth. In fact, the first time I brought a kendama over to my mother, who is Japanese, for first time I brought one over to her, she looked at it and she goes, um, Daniel, you know, you used to have one of those back when you were in about third grade. And I was like, what? No, I did not. Because I was like, yeah, I definitely would have played with it. And she's like, no, you just didn't really play ready. with it. So I'm not really sure what happened to it. Yeah. So my, yeah.
0: you got you got to, you got a Sega yeah, Genesis exactly. Look, and so I gave
2: my mom. My mom looks at my kandama and she goes, "Give me that." And she she looks at the kandama and she looks at me and she goes, I'm "Gonna find my chi real quick." She closes her eyes, finds her chi, pull up spike first try, and gives it back to me. And she goes, "I haven't played that in fifty years, so you <laughs> just remember where you got those skills from." <laughs> oh damn! Dude. And those are those one hundred percent true stories that happened very early on in my kendama life.
1: Oh shit!
2: Whoa! So,
1: so you're you're coming from like a deep lineage of kendama players?
2: I guess fucking so, dude. Like, I that's like,
1: that's crazy, incredible. That's fucking amazing. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense as to just like how. Passionate you are, and how like wholesome, and how you don't give a fuck about the business side of it. You're just like, I'm just fucking trying to have fun with it, right, it's, man? Yeah, it's so deeply it rooted just makes sense, man. Yeah, deeply rooted is a great way to put it. Extremely, yeah. It's beautiful. It's a guy go- bringing a fucking tear to my eye. I love it.
0: Oh, I love it. It's good. Oh, that's so that's so intense. So intense. So then after that, uh you were. <laughs> Still going to a few Kandamu World Cups, yes. correct?
2: Uh, I went to the 2015 Kandamu World Cup as well, and that was my last time that I was able to visit Japan. So far. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so far. Yeah. To be continued. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as always, it never no, stops. I've never been to Catch and flows. but
1: You're going to have to bring that baby road ahead. Oh, okay, to
0: okay. You know that. I <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> you don't even tell me that right, has yeah meets, your meet mind, relatives buddy. don't even tell
2: me i mean of course <laughs>
0: it's crossed my
1: ride bro I mean, of course it has,
0: but... right just when all this uh this this covid shit is all done and over with you know no one's right. really traveling much
1: yeah. anywhere
3: Ah let yeah, alone with a, a I'd infant. be probably on my
1: way to Japan around now-ish if, if it weren't for right? this COVID shit.
0: Dude, that's yeah. right. What happened well, with I that? Well, so not... like, so I COVID happened,
1: dude. So I applied for the working right? visa. Gloken was gracious enough to be stoked to have me back and want me back and help me out yeah. getting a fucking working visa. And uh, COVID happened, so everything got canceled. So they were oh, kind right, of like, well... Right. Your visa is probably going to go through, but, like, there's nothing for you to do. <laughs> so, like, and, oh, and like, yeah. that yeah, was yeah, before yeah, anything yeah. even got really crazy. So, it's, like, now it's, like, I couldn't even travel there if I wanted to. So, like, mm. you right. know? I'm going to have to buy a boat if I want to get there, Fuck. I guess.
3: Oh, which, man which,
1: funny so, enough, uh, a good, very good friend of mine is looking into buying a boat and is learning how to sail. So uh, there's a good chance I might be sailing to Japan in the near future. But that's that's a different story. <laughs> Open waters to be continued <laughs> for another
2: nerd episode. That oh journey. That's from Journey's. a different
1: pocket protector. Fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one was so, a stretch. I, w- I <laughs> went
1: deep on that one. Sorry. I
2: like pocket protectors. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hate yourself if you didn't say it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> D. I, I always had a, a question about the uh, the Kenko T shirts. There was always a little uh, joke, a little dad joke that was always put into. I'm sure there were many. That the, <laughs> they the, were good. Right, the, there was the JKA seal, the and it was oh, an actual yeah. seal because in Japan it's common to say seal instead of a sticker. Mm. So there was the seal shirt. There was the string happen yeah, shirt. A good one. Yeah. Dude. Let's, right, let us right. not there forget the, the co the go J- J- oh, yeah. The co, yeah. Or, or, <laughs> let's or go deep on model. that.
1: Like oh, th- those, two are the most model. legendary for
0: damn sure. The, okay,
2: There's, right, right.
1: Those so, are actual. Like, Do you have any backstory like, on
2: those? Let's go. Right? With that have I have so much backstory on. Please, like, all this please, shit unleash the
0: there. Kraken, please, on those ones. So let's, let, yeah, let's start off with what they were for okay, the Okay, so, don't know.
2: like, first of all, like, we at The Co, we we loved just, like, pulling pranks and fucking with people. Like, it, it was just, like, part of the culture. It was just kind of just <laughs> who we were. And so when April Fool's Day came around, it was like, oh <laughs> shit, dude. Like, you know, it's so, time to get to work. So, like, the first year what happened is, um, the first year that what happened is Lex put Moogans on the website and... There were no Mugans. and what happened is every time you drag it into your cart, it would just like automatically go back to the menu. And <laughs> you so, fucking asshole! So kids oh, were, No. So kids the site like, wasn't bad enough. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, this thing is like glitched not only out. It was like little Timmy's mom, like, "What the fucking, What kind of website is this?" But it's just not even working, and so it's just like, "Oh no!" So that was that was what started. Oh, poor little Timmy. And so. <laughs> so then later on, what happened is the crow model came out, and the crow model was designed after some of the super sticky uh, Kandami USA pro models came out, when, like, this uh, the rubbery finish was really first starting to, like, emerge. Yeah,
1: this was still when people were still In hating on it, right? Like, when was people doing were doing that
2: shit. Yeah, they were, like, kind of, like, hating on it a little bit, and, like, we were, you know, we had the co, we were so far up our own Kandama asses about our Kandama play <laughs> that we were just like, man, nah, fuck that. And so, like, so the co made the crow model, which was made out of, like, indoor industrial strength velcro and it was a kendama that was covered in this velcro and you could just land it in the most absurd fucking ridiculous positions because of all this velcro and they released it as the crow model as a sort of a little jab at the pro model (laughs) so that was that and so then (laughs) the string happens is just a play on the phrase shit happens um because Yeah. yeah You know, every Kondama player knows that man. That fucking string sometimes, bro. Like that, (laughs) dude.
1: Yeah, that that's a classic, like Alex Royce quote
2: right there. Actually, Royce will fucking say
1: string happens. That's like,
2: and it happens. It's just just like, oh man. He he's one of those ones that embrace that one fully. That's
1: that's a full Royce quote at this point.
2: If you really need something to <laughs> knock you down a peg, it's the fucking string. Like, really, it's just too, it's oh, true, man. Like, it's so right true. when
1: you think you fucking figured out how to get that goddamn ball on the goddamn stick, it's just like Mm-mm. the string. It's just like <laughs> yeah. the Sorry, great equalizer. Bud.
0: I'm looped right what
1: around your thumb. Today,
0: shit
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, like, the J.K. Seal was made by uh, some local artist. I never really met the guy, but yeah, obviously a play on the word seal with an actual seal, the animal. Uh, t-shirt, which I actually yeah. thought looked pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it was a great yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I actually it's... never got one, and I regret it. I wish
1: I still had one. If anybody so... has one, hit me up. I want
2: one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Straight Ooh. up. Oh yeah. And so. I got trades. <laughs> you got trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the record, like, yes, I do have most of these T-shirts. Um, still, I've saved almost all of them. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've kept all these. Of course, I'm not going to get rid of that shit. So, you still got that? Uh, the J sticks and chill. The, I don't know about one. <laughs> yeah. that one. That one came a little bit later on. So then, so then yeah, we, is yeah.
0: Chill. that is a later
1: version. <laughs> yeah,
2: we yeah. we released the cotato, which t- truth be told, we were kind of scrambling. We were kind of slacking on like the April Fool's joke, and so we were like, yeah, let's just like put a fucking potato on the website and <laughs> sell people potatoes. Yeah, like, the But you guys actually, I
1: was gonna say, you actually sold potatoes, right?
2: So we, we did that. And... <laughs> <laughs> and we put in the description, we were like, this is a russet potato. <laughs> and... we sold, like, three or four sacks of potatoes that day. Like, Holy I mean, shit. I'm not even kidding you. And so, and so this a single yeah, potato. So, and this is like the fucked up part, too, dude. Like, so the co. So, so Lex was like, very, very, he was like, yo, just like put the potato in the bag. Like, doesn't matter if it get like smashed up or anything, just like put the potato in the fucking box and just put it in there. And oh. we're like, what about the super glue service that we offer? He's like, we'll leave it on. They want super glue service on their fucking potatoes, and that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> super so, glue the fucking potato! So, all day long, we're getting all these orders for it's like super glue service on our potatoes, and so, <laughs> prisoner, are like, alright, and so we just start putting a bunch of fucking super glue on potatoes and sending them <laughs> out to the kids, and so, whoa. So, <laughs> So, <laughs> That's like, so fucking funny.
1: I've never heard the
0: super glue part before. That's amazing.
1: So, so we do this.
0: <laughs> People were probably weren't expecting to actually get it. They're just like, oh, what the you fuck ever? They're probably look like, so from So, when, when you're
1: putting the super glue on the potato, <laughs> well, did you just like dab it like you would a spike? Or did you like draw some shit? Like, did you did you, did get like you get like a brush? Yeah. With it, or were you all
2: business? Well, when it comes to super gluing <laughs> things, like, I it's I know the the technique and I stick by it. You know? So, imagine the spike is about a third of the potato.
1: Oh my god. So you just put two
2: tubes of super glue in every potato? Okay. Pie? Well, I mean, the the number is irrelevant, Rod. The, the,
3: the, point, the, the
2: point is, though, if, if the customer wants their potato glued, I'm going to give them no, that's, excellent customer service. I
1: can, can service. respect that. I
2: can respect right. the fucking the tip. So, yeah, we did that. So, as was... As was the case for most of the shit that the crow did, we got a lot of mixed reviews. And <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so we got like a few kids that were like, you guys are fucking funny. Like, <laughs> you guys are just so fucking funny. And they were like, we just love you guys. Like, we're going to buy extra damas just because of this. They were good sports. And then we got other people who were like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Like This is a fucking potato. And we are just like, we're sorry you're dissatisfied with your order. If, if, if you like to make a return we But if, we can't help you but we can give you we can give you money like right you can keep you, it don't send yeah, it back yeah. we're, we're, we'll refund you we had to give a couple of refunds but i mean it was it was
0: obviously a potato like
2: what were they expecting well, what, the fact is is that they should have known better when they ordered from us in the first place one look at that website <laughs> and you should have known that some shissy shit could happen and then <laughs> <laughs> you, if you order a potato on April Fool's Day, like brother, that's that's on you at that point. Yeah, you know? if you order a potato on April
1: Fool's Day, <laughs> that, is, that is pretty much on you. Actually,
2: you know that's on you at that point. Uh,
1: but I mean, good on good on the fucking Dama homies for getting on there and ordering a fucking potato, <laughs> like co-tato. just just to support yeah. and just to see what's up. Like that's actually pretty legit. You, you guys know? sold fucking like you're saying like three bags of potatoes. That's gotta be fucking a good 50 potatoes
2: yeah it was probably yeah it was probably about like 40 yeah. 50 potatoes is what yeah. we ended up selling did they come I'm with stickers oh yeah with my
1: guess to be honest but like that's that's a lot of potatoes
2: yeah it was probably about yeah like 40 so, or 50 potatoes and, so that's yeah, about four,
1: that's like 40 or 50 okay okay let's i'm being a little nice let's say there's like 20 to 30, 20 to 30 homies <laughs> let's be conservative they're trying to like help out and like you know like support Clown. just because they just want to see the rest of them are probably just some little kids are just like give me the
3: kedama cool I want to shred kedama like it's know? probably something super <laughs> rare like <laughs> yeah
0: but it's got to be like you know how like supreme released the brick mm. uh, right that, that's what I'm and saying they sold yeah. bricks yeah it's it's like if people are just like, is this real? Yes or no? There's plenty of people who are like, okay, it is April Fool's. So I'm for the fuck of it. I'm just going to order, see what happens. Not expecting to actually get a potato a yeah. few days later. It's like
1: yeah. like Rick and Morty did the same thing a couple seasons ago when like, they had that one. I think it was season three. It was going to come out. They made a fucking April Fool's. Like, ha ha. Like everybody's waiting for like a year for the next episode. And they're like, yeah new episode on April 1st oh, on April 1st yeah yeah and i i fucking didn't watch it for a week cuz i was like they're full of shit there's no way and like and then we I sure found out I, I think I think it was Sweets was like, no dude, they actually put it out. Like you should watch it, it's pretty good. And I was like, fuck, sons <laughs> of bitches, they got me.
2: <laughs> gotcha. And it was But just, never again. It was uh, it was just such a co thing, it's just that that sort of troublemaking, like mischievous, just yeah. We had to do it, that man. That shit was... had meant
1: t- that steal a forklift in Japan and fucking take some shit
2: out. I was not eat. okay. Okay, first, first and foremost, just to <laughs> no, no, get that's, this out there—that's a different story. I know, I know, was, I that it. was after <laughs> my time. <laughs> that was after all of Kenamiko's time. I'm pretty I wasn't sure wasn't there. That, that was after my time. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, but but that's a good story. Uh, if, if you guys don't know
1: that story, that's gonna have to wait. I'm sorry, but that's just too epic of a story to too epic to
0: to spill the beans on. Yep, yep.
1: Anyway, stay
2: tuned
0: next time so (laughs) (laughs) let's segue let's segue over dan to now how how you often how often you play kendama uh you're not sponsored by anybody but it doesn't matter everyone just likes to play kendama have a good time as you still do you still post on instagram every once in a while uh tell us about the uh what times do you have to play? Usually, are you a night session? Do you do it, like, in your lunch break? Are you in the morning? You know,
2: it's uh, it's it, integrating Kendama into my routine has been really interesting these past couple of years, actually. Um, nowadays, my, my schedule is very, very busy. Um, I'm still working full-time, and I'm also uh, expecting a baby girl in June. So, hey. very soon. Yeah, congrats. So, uh, a lot of uh, housework yes. has been getting done with that, and then of course just spending time with uh, Alexis, uh, my beautiful girlfriend. Uh, She's just amazing. She's just been so amazing during this entire process, despite how chaotic things have been. She's just been awesome. And um, so between that and, and working, it has been a little bit of a challenge to fit Kendama in, but every single day I'm carving out some bit of time it's usually when I get home from work and I have, even if it's just like a quick 15 minutes just to kind of dink around and do the tricks that I do every single day, I'll do that. Sometimes yeah. on the weekends I'll have a little bit of extra time, play for a half hour sometimes, maybe an hour if it's really, uh, I have a lot of extra time, but it's just such a meditative thing for me that it's, it's kind of just a more of a thing for me to unwind with. Um, and so in some ways it just kind of naturally happens when I'm just kind of walking around the house and I just kind of get drawn to the Kendama out of nowhere. And then I just kind of get sucked in for about five minutes and then kind of put it down. And so it's a very small segments of time that are kind of carved out, but almost carved out in kind of an organic way. Like the, it's almost as if like it kind of knows when it's a good time to play Kendama (laughs) and, and when I'm like feeling right. it and my brain just kind of goes to that place, like now's a really good time to play Kendama. And especially <laughs> now. Like,
1: just ho- kind of like falls off the shelf. It's like, hey.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck. Hey, right in front it of like you. falls into like a lunar position. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm still bad at those. I should, I should try that. <laughs> like, like, ah, oh, like, you know, it, it's, it's so weird. And it just sounds like a crock of shit. And I don't really buy into a whole lot of that stuff. But man, like, Kendama is just. It is hard to put into words, man. It's hard to put into words. It's, it really it's something else. It's something else. Fuck yeah, it is, Betty. It really is, right? Comes and goes.
0: Yeah. All right. Right. Well, dudes, we've been grinding hard yeah, it's, it's been a for grind. a while. It's been it's been really good. We've gotten deep. We've gotten awesome stories from this OG yeah. legend, Dero. We're going to open up uh on Instagram. I asked a few of the people's Who are following us, if you're not following us, do that now. So next time we have a guest, you can catch a story and ask them a question. So we got a few questions for you, Dan. Here we go. Best
2: Battle at the Border memory. Oh my gosh. Battle at the Border memory. The The best best one. Let's go with the best.
1: First one that comes to
2: mind. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) All right. So the best memory of this actually involves Matt Dakota.
1: Oh, I love it already. Okay. I love it already.
2: This is the best (laughs) memory of Battle of the Border. Um, We were at the Dama after party having a good time, and we (laughs) all had crashed in the house and wherever Dama players crash. (laughs) And I, and I come to find out that the next day that Matt Dakota had randomly, like, got up in the the night and, like, pissed on Christian Frazier's, I think his girlfriend at the time, (laughs) or maybe on Christian, but he just, like, got up and was, like, playing with wrapping paper and, like, pissed, and, like... It was kind of wild. I, I I don't know if i remember that 100% correct, but it could have happened. <laughs> but I do remember Matt Decotto doing some weird shit in the middle of the night, and me waking up and being like, what the fuck, Matt? Like, what are you doing? And he was like, I don't know, dude. I was just a little drunk, but I was like, bro... <laughs> Oh fuck! That was probably one of the best memories of it. Aside from man, that, though, hilarious. just spending time with like Chad and Fish, that was such a good time. And the All Out Domination crew—that was fantastic.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! Oh man, I think I've actually heard that story before. Oh, yeah. I think I think Dakota might have told me uh, his version of that story, but I don't yeah, know how yeah. similar or, or different it is. I don't. I have no idea. I just it sounds similar.
2: Either way, Matt did some funny shit, and it was just oh, like yeah. I, I loved it. <laughs>
0: Sweet. Next, would you rather only play two finger lengths forever or be stuck with small cups forever? Oh,
2: shit. oh that's fucking. That's that's a god
0: awful question.
2: That's a tough one. I'm going. I'm going with the string for sure. Cause that's small, like.
1: Small
2: would you cups. rather be
3: deaf
0: or blind? Like that's
3: like right. the same kind of
0: shit. Like. Uh, yeah. Come on, that's, like, all I play now, guys. I'm always, like, about three. Oh, I'm not two fingers. I'm usually about, like, three, but all my cups are fucking old ass.
1: Two is is shitty as shit. Even if you play three, two sucks. Two is 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 so bad. (laughs) Two is tough. It doesn't matter. Even even if you only play three, two is so bad.
2: Like, the purist in me hates to say it, but, man, that shit sucks. Like, eh, that is
1: tough. No, dude, I always thought two was too shitty. Three was good.
2: Yeah, well, it also depends yeah. on how big are these little <laughs> minimums. you know, are these like are modern mean, day middle caps, or little guys? Yeah, caps, and, like, you little... say that, is
1: like no. are my fingers smaller than other people's, maybe, like, maybe we're all thinking the same thing, and Ooh. that's the difference, like, I don't
2: fucking know, who knows. Yeah, man. yeah, I'll go with string, I'll go with string. We'll go with, we'll go with, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with string.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right, here we go,
0: uh, next let's talk about paint, silk, sticky, natty, or cushion. What kind of, I know you no, play a lot of new kendamas. <laughs> what uh what kind of yeah what kind of paints are you rocking that is that's
2: an interesting one because i actually i have a pretty good variety of both modern and classic kandamas. um i really dig a lot of just those extra tacky surfaces i you know the game is in a different place now and so it's time for us to embrace those changes that the game has happened so that being said um I really like the Kush from Sweets Kandamas. It can get a little dicey on lighthouses once it's beat to fuck, but overall it's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with those classic glossy sticks either. Those seem a little bit more manageable on the the um, lighthouses to lunars, but sometimes it'd be a little dicey with the stilt. You know, it's a little give and take with everything. Honestly, there is something yeah. also about just a really well beaten natty. Man, like that. There is just something about just. Landing a nasty perch combo on a natty.
1: There's nothing better,
2: dude. Oh yeah. man! And just when you pick it up and you know that shit is just birdie as fuck. Mm. Oh man, it's just like, when, when you feel shit. it.
1: When you feel it, you just
2: know. You just know. You just look at that shit. It's like grimy no. and like oh, you like flip God. it
1: out and you hit it on the bird. And you're just like, oh, oh, you're here. Oh, hello. Hello. Right. Yeah, we're we're gonna hit that bird again. <laughs> And again.
0: <laughs> and again, and <laughs> again. Ultra
2: birdie doms.
0: Uh, nice. Oh yeah. So there you go. So so there you go. So you're pretty much all around. What about back in the day? Were you all about the Zen paint? Was it the yellow? I remember those. I remember. I remember some of those old school, like the uh, the Zen stripe natties. I remember at Sue Lab me talking with Zoom, just like how the fuck are these things so mm. grippy? Like it's a natty. Mm. What
2: the hell? You know, that my preference in Kendama uh changed a lot throughout the throughout the years. So at first it started with, you know, you get JK paints no matter what. Like it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like it's it's gonna you know, <laughs> yeah. like I don't care what you like, you ice get JK is paints.
3: Ice.
2: Yeah. So you get the Uzi. The Uzi seems yeah. to be a little bit better for the lunars blah blah blah. So then you move on and then it's like the natty is Try and true, you get that shit all nice and juiced up, and it's like, man, this shit is just as sticky as a beating Uzi. So then you move on to kandamico and it's like, oh, Gur Kandamas are good, because they're not sticky at first, but if you beat them in enough, they get really nice and sticky, and of course, the classic Natty is good. And we, again, we just had this, like, fucking, we were on our Kandama high horses, where we are like, we don't want to play with those ultra-sticky Kandamas, and so we didn't really fuck with any of those. And so then, you know, yeah, you yeah. go on. Kendama changes a little bit, you start to realize the game has changed a little bit, you realize there's more potential for different tricks and different avenues for tricks, so you start fucking around with some of the stickier avenues, and it's like, well, fuck yeah. I kind of like these now. And so, it, you know, the, the path kind of changes as time goes on. It's kind of changed right. for me. Nowadays, I pretty much will just pick up a Kendama and you know, whatever it is, I'm sure it's got high points and low points like every Kendama, so. Oh yeah. You know, you know. Right, right, right. You just utilize the high points yeah. of that Kendama oh, yeah. dude exactly. kendama and, is a
0: Kendama.
1: And, and to be
2: honest, like, out of all of those, uh, as far as kendama play and style goes, I'm, I'm really more of, like, a spike. Like, go for spike kind of tricks. Um, So, yeah. the balance is, like, I, I can pretty much land a lighthouse on whatever, like, most kendama <laughs> players, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with whatever at that point. <laughs> I mean, even
1: those crazy old fucking weird skinny ass, like, little, like, spike-like this long, like, weird fucking kendamas, you can always lighthouse one of those. I guarantee that's been tripped. always. Out. Like, always. Guarantee it. Has. <laughs> guarantee it. <has. laughs> it might not be as easy as like you know, like just pull up Lighthouse on like whatever a modern Dama, but like you can do it.
0: Oh yeah, hands down. It's
1: always there. Lunar is a different fucking story. However, oh,
0: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> this last one is a more of a request than a question, <laughs> but string edit number two, oh. please. <laughs> oh, oh!
1: Can I second? Can I is second this, said request? Is this
0: something? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say. Is this something that's been on I'll the mind? I'll say minds? this about string tricks number two, is that I have really yet to find myself in one of those lull moments of kendama, and to bring it back to one of the first points that we ever brought up to the table was that I haven't stopped challenging myself with kendama. And especially in the area of string tricks.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'll I'll leave it at that. I like. Okay. That. I like all that. right. All right.
3: That's a great
2: <laughs> answer.
0: I like that. Right. Well, fuck. Is that dude. all of the, This is that all the Instagram questions? Yeah, I that was it. I've been waiting yeah. to ask. Those
1: are all the good hoping, ones. I yeah. was hoping it was yeah, going to be yeah, in the go. Instagram questions, but I guess I'm the only one this nerdy. Um. <laughs> Were Were you around for the the Kenko story? Were Were you in all of that? So oh, yeah. what Would you like? Is there anything you would like to talk about? Any like favorite story? Any like anything like just in general on that you'd like to touch on? Because I know yeah. that like for, like the Kenko story was kind of like a big thing where like it was kind of pushed, and then people didn't know when it was, it was just like the Roots Tour video, the second Mm -hmm. one that just didn't come, and it was like, oh, it was here, but it's not here, and, like, nobody knew, and then all of a sudden it's there. So now, Mm -hmm. the Roots Tour video is, or, I'm sorry, I just said Roots Tour, I meant the Kenko story. The Kenko story is out now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, is there anything you, like, want to fucking talk about? Any good story? Anything? Anything?
2: You you know, the Kenko story, you know, it was published way later on, um which is kind of like neither here nor there it kind of just got pushed back for kind of a number of reasons that you know they just kind of kept coming one after another so it got pushed back no one really wanted it to but it did and that tour man was incredible like that was just such a good time man Mm -hmm. that was the first time that was the first time i met bonds um and that was a really really cool experience meeting bonds uh meeting you know my fellow teammate you know this guy who i just uh won the sponsorship contest with and you know i got to travel there with chris um and him and i were playing condom together a lot of the time and so it was really cool for us to get together uh and then you know hunter was there um and a few of the other homies joined later on the road and it was a good time uh you know gus and you know ending it at the battle in seattle and this trip all the way there was just all of these stops where it was just like such a co trip where we, <laughs> we 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 knew we were getting to a stop but it wasn't really mapped out as to where we were what's the word sleeping that night <laughs> oh, and so a lot of things like that so um had to take care of some of that had to do a little bit of damage control there but um, you know, all in all, that was just an incredible experience where we got a tour around um, on this, basically this vacation, um, getting to tour around Montana and Washington. And even even parts of Wyoming were cool to drive through and Colorado. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was just an incredible experience. and it's something that a lot of people don't really get to experience. Because it's, it's not so much that we were going around and playing kendama with a whole bunch of people. It's that passionate, like-minded individuals were come together to share that same passion with each other. And that's something that you don't really see a lot in today's society. In fact, it's, it's kind of sad when you hear someone who doesn't really have like a hobby. Or things like that. I mean, it's not like that you feel bad for them. I'm sure they're happy and great people, but you, we as Kandama players have this passion that has brought so much to us that you can't help but feel bad when someone doesn't <laughs> know about Kandama and Kandama community, yeah. you know? You or, can't help or, it. Or,
1: or at least have their own community of their own, like, you know? You know,
2: exactly. Right, and I hope somewhere. they do. And it's just like, you know, when you are able to get together with a group of individuals that share that same passion and you're able to just share stories and perspectives and fucking play Kendama and just smoke and drink and eat and sleep and wake up and hopefully you get to the next event on time. And it's like, oh, fuck, we haven't showered in a week. Like, well, fuck, man, we better get going to the next spot. And it's like, oh, it's a in Seattle. Bonds. Oh, fuck, you won, dude. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, it was just like it was just such a fun experience, man.
1: Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, good yeah that's
2: basically what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I just wanted to
1: hear your perspective on it, basically.
2: No, nothing but good stuff.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, man. This has been a good nice. fucking session. I'm I'm so stoked to just like talk to you, Dan. It's been it's been way too long, man. We we haven't hung out in way too long, but it's even better to have you on the Nerds to like you know share all this knowledge, share the stories with the world the the yeah, nerd just, the nerd-wide, worldwide nerds what yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice yeah, I, like yeah, I, like I like it i like it i like it hell yeah
0: definitely worldwide i know there's some uh listeners over in europe some in in uh asian countries as well who are listening learning a lot about this kendama history cuz we you know we talk to a lot of people we talk about a lot of old school old man kendama tricks and hell yeah. The habits that we've had yeah. so a little insight to all the people who have learned about it within the past few years so it's really really great to have you on
2: dan thank you guys so much yeah it's it's just been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys and i'm i'm so thankful to have have met you guys and so many other kendama players and to have kendama in my life and you know to anyone listening um, please do anything you can to support this movement that we have that is kendama uh, and especially these dominers these guys put their heart and soul into everything that they do for kendama for their communities for this podcast and for our community um which as you know is just an amazing amazing entity oh, yeah. so thank you guys so much for having me yeah and as always so much kendama love Fuck for yeah. all of you
0: fucking unite
2: and so hey, you about. nerds
1: know what it's about. On that We've been note, nerding out for 33 episodes. Yeah. You guys get it. Fucking, we got Patreon. Exactly. We got Instagram, the Dama Nerds. Hit us up. You can ask questions. You can fucking hang out whenever yep. the fuck. We've been hanging yep. out for a while. Exactly. So. MJ, it's always good, as always. Thanks, yeah. Much love, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna gonna, be. I'll just tell you oh, I love yeah. you for four more hours if we keep this going. So on that note, we got to keep going. <laughs> the nerds are... Yeah, (laughs) everyone.
4: Out! It's Bud the Spud from the bright red mud, rolling down a highway, smiling. The spuds are big on the back of Bud's rig. They're from Prince Edward Island. They're from Prince Edward Island. Now from Charlottetown or from Summerside, they load him down for the big long ride. He jumps in the cab and he's off with the bright Subagos. He's gotta catch the boat to make Fermentine, then he hits up that old New Brunswick line. To Montreal, he comes just a flying with another big load of potatoes. It's Bud the Spud from the bright red mud, rolling down the highway smiling. The Spuds are big on a back of Bud's rig. They're from Prince Edward Island, they're from Prince Edward Island. Now the Ontario Provincial Police don't think much of Bud. Yeah, the cops have been looking for the son of a gun That's been ripping the tire off the 401 They know the name on the truck shines up in the sun Green Gables But he hits Toronto and it's 7 o'clock When he backs her up again the terminal dock And the boys gather round just to hear him talk About another big load of potatoes it's Bud the Spud from the bright red mud, rolling down the highway smiling. The Spuds are big on the back of Bud's rig. They're from Prince Edward Island. They're from Prince Edward Island. Now I know a lot of people from east to west that like the Spuds from the island best, because they'll stand up to the hardest test. Right on the table, so when you see that big trucker rollin' by Wave your hand or kinda wink your eye Cause that's Bud the Spud from old PEI With another big load of potatoes It's Bud the Spud on the bright red mud Rollin' down the highway smiling. Because he's got another big load Uh, The best dug on potatoes that's ever been growed And they're from Prince Edward Island They're from Prince Edward Island